0: On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we've got one more Fan Fiction Friday in us. Let's get into your trade ideas. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, February 24th, 2023. This is Tidey Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. It is the first day of spring training games and uh, you know as a matter of fact the uh, Mariners and Padres are already underway as we're recording this down in Peoria and we're going to say goodbye to the offseason officially with one more fan fiction Friday the show where we read and grade your Mariners trade ideas just like this one from Kenny who has the Yankees getting Chris Flexen and Victor Labrada from the Mariners for former top 100 prospect Estevan Floreal Colby what do you think about this one
1: I think you should have done this one last. That way, we could have gone off a of Fan Fiction Friday on a high note because this one's really interesting. Um, here's the deal: I'll start with with why it's not going to happen. Um, why do the Yankees need Chris Flexen? They don't. They have guys who are better than Chris Flexen, so that's not going to happen. Um, also, why would the Yankees, um, you know, why would the Yankees take on salary? for a player who doesn't help them. Right. Uh, so that's not, it's just, it's not going to happen. However, uh, I do think this is a really good idea because Florial is, is interesting. As you said, he was a top former top 100 guy. Um, he has tremendous raw power, uh, that finally started to show up in games last year. He draws walks. He's always 10, 11% walk rate. He is a, uh, plus runner who started to turn that into stolen bases last year as well. And he has one of the best outfield arms you're ever going to see. Uh, the issue with Florial is that he can't hit like at all. 30% strikeout rate. Uh, he has a very long swing from what I've read, uh, which means he has to start early to cheat on the fastball, which makes him susceptible to breaking balls and change-ups. So he strikes out a lot. Um, so he can't hit. Uh, the other option, and this is the only reason he's probably available even in this type of trade is that he's out of options, right? So he either makes the Yankees or he hits the waiver wire, uh, which he's not going to make the Yankees. So, uh, it, it makes sense because the Yankees would rather get something for him than nothing. Uh, but I don't think Flexen is that guy. I think if you're the Mariners or if you're the Yankees, you're going to ask the Mariners about, you know, a. Uh, a minor league bullpen arm or somebody like that. um, Somebody who's interesting. Uh, And if you're Seattle, do you want your 26 man to be a guy that you think you might have to DFA in, in a week or two? Um, It it just, it's, it's a really interesting idea. Um, And, you know, going after guys who are without options left is a good idea because, you know, those teams don't want to lose players for, for nothing. So it's a really smart idea. It's a fun idea. But it's just when you kind of break it down logistically, I don't know if it works for the Mariners or the Yankees.
0: If I'm the Mariners, why am I trading valuable starting pitching depth for a guy that's going to end up getting DFA'd by the end of spring anyway? I'm just going to wait it out with the Yankees. Right. And obviously, he's, you know, he's going to be subject to waivers and maybe he doesn't ever, you know, he doesn't get to me, et cetera. I mean, he most likely doesn't get to me, but still, like, why am I trading Chris Flexen, who. His presence on this roster helps me more than Estevan Florial for twenty-ish games, right? If he doesn't if pan out, you know, if he doesn't pan out, because again, you know, I talked, to, I've talked about this with with Jared Kelnick, Taylor Schmell, and and Cade Marleau. I want the Mariners to be very aggressive on these guys if they do not work out, and the same thing would be applied to Florial as well. I'm not going to wait a month and a half for Florial to maybe figure it out. I have to be very quick on the trigger, especially when roster spots are very limited for me right now. Um, you know, and so I, this makes a little more sense if maybe like Dylan Moore or, or Sam Haggerty or both don't, you know, are not able to be healthy right away, you know, by opening day. And, you know, I would much rather have a Floreal on my roster than Cole Calhoun or Leonis Smartine, obviously. But am I going to trade uh, Chris Flexen, who I might need at some point? You know, to start games, maybe multiple games for me at some point this season. For that, no, I'm not. That's more valuable to me than than taking a shot on someone like Floreal when I really don't have that many opportunities to give to him. And I'm not really in a situation where I can afford to just wait it out with him either. So, um... I like the idea, I think this is a very creative idea, and I think on the surface it makes a lot of sense here because obviously the Yankees lost Frankie Montes, they might need some starting pitching depth, and is out of options, and you know the Mariners do you know still have a qu- pretty big question mark in their outfield right now that maybe he is the solution for, but that's a pretty big if, and so for me it's a no uh, uh, from the Mariners' side of things, and it's probably a no from the Yankees' side of things, as well but uh yeah i'm going to give this one a i'm still going to give this one like a 55 though because i think this is really creative it creates a really interesting discussion i i i really like this one kenny
1: yeah um you know unless the mariners truly believe that he he can figure out the or he has figured out the swing or they see something in spring that leads them to believe that he can put the ball in play with regularity because he does have a couple cups of coffee uh, in the major leagues and they have not gone well, like, at all. So, uh, yeah, it's it just there's a lot that's that's kind of standing in the way of this trade, but it's still really creative and it's a fun one. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, we should be looking at guys who are out of options. Um, yep. As potential, you know, twenty six guys for this Mariner team because they do ha- kind of have one open roster spot, and we're kind of assuming right now it's going to Haggerty. So I'll give it a I'll give it a fifty five as well.
0: All right, let's move on to this next trade. It comes from Alex. Uh, has the Mariners acquiring reacquiring actually uh, Patrick Wisdom from the uh, Chicago Cubs for Jonathan Class A. This is a no for me as well. Uh Class A has too much upside for me to trade for a guy like Patrick Wisdom, who is just he's okay. He's a fine twenty-six man. He's a but he's a fringe major leaguer at the end of the day, really. Uh doesn't play much defense. Has had some success at the plate, but very few and far between. I'm I'm just not I'm not a huge Patrick Wisdom guy. Uh you know, he provides some power, but that's about it. Um yeah, he's first base Dh type yeah I'm good yeah you have those
1: yeah you have first base and Dh types and even if um you know you've, like if Ty France gets hurt or Gino gets hurt then you just go to Moran or you go to Liella um you have this type of profile in your system already and the strikeouts are just absurdly high I mean 30 let's see 34 percent last year year before 41 percent. So power's nice, um, but, yeah, it's it's a no for me. Um, and I, I honestly don't know if the Cubs would even do this because the Cubs are kind of, like, feigning competition. Like, they, they're pretending that they can win their division, but...
0: Yeah, but, I mean, patriotism isn't really that guy that, like, you need to have on your Major League roster if you're the Cubs and you're trying to... Because he's, like... I mean, somehow he put up a 104 WRC Plus last year despite being a 207, 298, 426 slash line guy to me he's a French major to me he's a French major leaguer Still, like even with the power yeah well
1: right now he's projected to be the Cubs starting third baseman so so, why would the Cubs trade their starting third baseman for a guy who's two three years away and why would the Mariners trade you know a, a pretty nice prospect for a guy who's gonna get 200 plate appearances maybe and probably isn't going to be any better than than Colin Moran or Tommy Lestella. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a no for me. And I, I just don't think the Cubs would be interested in doing it. And I, I don't think that the, uh, the Mariners would pull the trigger either, but yeah,
0: I give it like a 40. When did Eric Hosmer sign with the, uh, Cubs? That's this weird. off season. Yeah, I know. But when, when exactly did that happen? That's, Who cares? I don't have yeah. a date. I'm watching for Lander Oh, is he pitching now? Nice. He is. Uh, yeah, they added Hosmer and Mancini this offseason. And yep. Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Weird. A lot of first baseman. Weird offseason for the Cubs. Okay. Uh yeah, so I'll go 40 on the steal. Um, I think it's fine at the end of the day, but again, I just I'm not a big Patrick Wisdom guy. He provides power, that's about it. Uh, he doesn't really give me any defense. He definitely should not be playing third. I don't know why he's projected to be a third, you know, the starting third baseman for the Cubs um yeah he's a 26 man at best to me and i just jonathan classe has significant enough upside for me to to be hesitant very hesitant on on doing that deal all right uh we got a few more trades to go over here in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of lockdown mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? And you gotta try Bilt Bar. We just got through the holidays and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, where you wanna eat healthier, but don't wanna compromise taste, the man, I've got just the thing for you. You gotta try Built. What Built healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, which is perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get yourself a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Bilt Bars at Bilt.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or Coconut Puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. You're listening to the Lockdown Mariners Podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Let's get back into these trades for what I'm going to assume is going to be our final fan fiction Friday here for at least a little bit. We'll see when when, uh, we get back into these. But uh, we got a trade here from a self-proclaimed Sam Haggerty and Prolander Barroa stand. And he wants to know if a Seth Brown for Brian Wu and Cade Marlowe trade could be possible. Seth Brown, of course, the outfielder slash first baseman from the Oakland Athletics. Uh, we've talked about a deal pretty similar to this one. So, Colby, what do you think?
1: Uh, I'm now out. Uh, I think you might be able to get more for Brian Wu. Uh, you know, we, we heard from Jerry himself that Brian Wu was one of the two most asked about prospects in trade talks this winter. The other one being Bryce Miller. Uh, If they did this trade, I wouldn't be upset. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, this is awful, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think it's actually like a a fair trade. And uh, I think it's a pretty good one. Like if the Mariners did it, I'd I'd be fine with it. Like I I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be upset. Um, But if that, if we found out that like the A's wanted to do this trade and the Mariners said, no, I also would get it. I understand it. So I I think this is right around the line that we had kind of discussed when we talked about Brown in the past. Like this is a very similar deal. Um, It feels a little bit much uh, because Marlowe could help you this year as well. But overall, like I I think this is the type of deal that the A's should do if they can get it. Uh, The Mariners, I could take it or leave it from their side.
0: I'm going to pass. Honestly, hmm. I, I, I'm very intrigued by Marlowe, but Brian Wu is really, really interesting. The more that I hear about him, the more that I'm just enamored with the possibility of him. Um, And Seth Brown is fine. You know, he's good, good player. You know, he, he would help. <laughs> he's pretty uh, good. Well, he's, he's, I don't know if I would go as far he as play say he's out. pretty good, but he's, he's, Have he's you not player. seen he the second
1: help. half numbers he put up last year. Yeah. he's like one I mean, of like 10 best hitters in baseball that's
0: half a season though <laughs>
1: like well I mean, I don't know he's pretty if good I'm, the
0: other half i mean like i just i'm not ready i don't know if i'm i'm ready to go Ty Marlo prospect, for, for some <laughs> i know i know absolute I just, prospect Ugar. he he's just i don't know I, i'm not entirely sold on him uh, to the point where i'm willing to give up someone like a brian Wu with how the organization views him and Marlowe, who also the, the, you know, the organization holds in a pretty high regard, it seems. So, um, I think this is overall fine though. If, if this deal was made, right? Like I'm not complaining. I don't, you know, I don't really have any complaints about this. The mirrors get better if they add Seth Brown. Um, that's undeniable. Uh, I'll go 50 on this. I think it's, you know, a- again, if this came across the ticker, all right, cool. I can wrap my head around that. Um, I'm not thrilled with it, but I'm not disappointed by it either.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Woo still has some serious reliever risk. Um, And Marlowe we don't know what the heck he is because of the strikeouts. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll say 50 as well.
0: All right, let's get into this trade from Maniacal Mariner. Very simple one uh, with the White Sox. Zach Deloach for the left-handed reliever Aaron Bummer. What do you think? 20.
1: (laughs) The White Sox laugh at your face. Zach Deloach is nothing. like imagine if the imagine if like the White Sox came to you with just a mediocre double-A outfielder and they're like do you want to give us Matt festa for this guy you'd laugh at them and this would go the other way like bummer's too good for for Deloach and bummer's not even like an elite
0: you know like, yeah he's just option. a high strike he's a high strikeout guy but he yeah. also walks like almost four guys per nine like
1: yeah he's a... Uh, decently leveraged, like mid high leverage type of lefty, which is fine. Like the Mariners should be interested in acquiring an arm like bummer, but they're not going to do it for Zach Deloach. Loach. Right, uh, if, yeah. if Jerry could have gotten this deal, he would have done it already. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and nice try trying to cheat with the, or any lefty. No, that's not how this works. Um, yeah. Uh, watch Gabe, watch Gabe Spire in that, in that role. Yeah. Um, just saying, but yeah,
0: Yeah. To me, this is like a a 30, 35, 35 is what I was going to give it. Yeah. You summed up my thoughts. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll move on here. Uh, Next trade comes from Adam. Uh, Mariners get Joey Manessis. This is not the first time we've heard Manessis's name uh, over this, uh, over the course of this off season for Zach Deloach (laughs) and Juan Pento. Oh boy. Oh, you are tugging on Colby's heartstrings here with this one. Uh, I'm going to assume this is a, a big fat no from you, right, Colby? Because of uh Blampetto. Uh
1: well, first of all, I feel like I should drop it like 10, like 10 points of full letter grade. Uh just because you put backup first baseman. That's not a thing. There's no such thing as I'm carrying a backup first baseman. Backup first baseman who is whatever catcher is not in the lineup that day. That's the backup first baseman. Aside from that. Um, yeah, I'm not wild about acquiring a full-time DH, let alone one who is, you know, one years old and had a a decent in the big leagues and that's his entire track record. That's, that's not something reliable, right? I I would almost rather take the bet on Tommy LaStella being average than Manessas doing it again. Um, I could be wrong. It's certainly a cool story. Uh, you know, that Manessas came up and he had success after toiling in the minors for so long. Um, pinto's probably a bit much uh for for that type of risk um but it's not the worst thing i've ever heard but it's just no
0: no I, you know it again like if uh, i gotta be fair here right if i'm not super sold on seth brown i definitely can't be super sold on joey manessas and i'm i'm not he's 31 years old he, like you said he's had a good like three quarters of a year really and that's about I'm it, it. And so, yeah, um, Peto obviously is like 18 years old, but there's a ton of upside there. I am just not super motivated to part with that kind of upside for someone like Joey Manessas, who at best is Osinola minus the defensive versatility. <laughs> like, so not Assenola at all. So not Austin Nola at all, Uh, more so the, 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 the comparison that I'm making there or the connection that I'm making there is essentially, this is a guy that's only recently made his major league debut, uh, at, or, you know, in his thirties, uh, or near or in his thirties. And that's about it. Um. Yeah, he's just a, he's a full-time DH, right? And uh, he's yeah. a guy that hits for some power and gets on base a little bit, and that's about it, and that's fine. Maybe he is a good player. Maybe, you know, what he did this past season is real, but I don't know if I'm willing to take that risk for someone like Pinto right now, yeah. especially when I don't, I I don't really need him, and if I'm going to fill that DH spot with someone full-time, I want someone that I can actually rely on a bit more than Joey Manessis. Right,
1: Um. This trade might make a lot of sense in like July though. Manessas comes out, he kind of repeats what he did last year and the nationals, they're going to be terrible. We know that. Uh, Then maybe it costs a little bit more than this, but I I think Manessas is a guy that you go and you try and get in, you know, July around the all-star break when, you know, you know, if your DH spot is a a position you need to fill or not. So Yeah. uh, yeah, I think this trade makes more sense in at the deadline as opposed to now. And So, like, as a deadline deal, I'd give it, like, 45 and maybe even a 50 or 55, depending on how Manessas does in the first half. Uh, But for now, I'll give it, like, a 40. Yeah, I'll go 40. I'll go 40 as well.
0: All right, we got two more trades to go over here in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by... FanDuel, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and you can bet on everything, like the Kings at plus seven against the Clippers tonight. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets, when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba and you're listening to the locked on mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen let's get into these final deals for our final fan fiction friday of the off season. this one comes from i assume this isn't actually your name because this is a the name of a Miami Heat legend, Udonis Haslam. But uh, if this is actually your name and you share the same name as Miami Heat legend, Udonis Haslam, good for you. Uh, Udonis here has the Mariners landing, Jackson Coar and Edward Olivares for Chris Flexen, Milkar Perez, Sack Deloach, Colby, and Brennan Bernardino. No. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, but... This is so- like a 20. Like you know what? No, I'll give it a twenty-five. But you're basically like, do you want these three, these three pieces of roster garbage and Chris Flexen for Oliveris and Coar? No, like the Royals are going to say no. Yeah. So yeah. it just the, it's the, the Royals are going to
0: laugh. They're gonna they're gonna hang up. Actually, they might not even laugh. They might just scold you for this. Yeah. <laughs> for wasting your for wasting their time. This is a uh, yeah. No, uh, I'm I'm not trying to be mean about this, but this is this is not even in uh, the same galaxy as the ballpark that you need to be in for this deal.
1: Yeah, I just like first of all, people are very interested in. I'm learning people are very interested in Oliveris. Like, there we've been asked a few times about him, and I I kind of get the appeal, but I'm also kind of like like why hound us with this guy. Um, and I, I was a Coar fan when he was coming out of college. Uh, things haven't exactly worked out for him uh, so far uh, in his major league career. Um, so you might be able to get Coar for Milcar and I mean probably not Bernatino <laughs> or Deloach, but you might be able to get Coar. Like, but Maybe. you're not getting Oliveris and Coar by f- giving and clearing eight million dollars off of your payroll by giving up milcar Perez Brennan Bernardino and, and Zach galosh those are nothing to the Royals and honestly they're nothing to nobody in trade talks so uh well,
0: maybe and you milcar, gotta, you got to keep in mind that Milkar is coming off of a horrendous season at a ball yeah. like
1: yep he's got to repeat I yeah. mean, you don't want to give up on milcar Perez but it was terrible like he was bad last year so again it, you're asking for two one really interesting outfielder, an arm that's a former first round pick, um, who does have some some ability to miss bats at the big league level. Really struggles with walks. And you're like, hey, do you also want to help us save eight million dollars and take these three like fringe top fifty prospects? No, nobody's gonna do that. So yeah, it's just, it's wishful thinking. This trade, you, you have to give up value to get something of value. Um, you might be able to do
0: milcar and and Deloach for for Coar, but I highly doubt it. Yeah, I'm gonna go 25 on this. Sorry, Donis. Yep. Uh, you might want to save that 20 though, Colby, for for this one. <laughs> uh, Mariners get Corbin Burns from the Brewers for uh Chris Flexen plus seven million dollars. So essentially, you're you're paying for most of Flexen's remaining contract. Taylor Dollar and Emerson Hancock. Corbin Burns, perennial Cy Young contender. I know his team just said that he did cost the
1: Brewers the playoffs last year. Yeah,
0: I know I know his team just said that to to win their arbitration hearing for over seven hundred and forty thousand dollars. Um they're not stupid. They're not they're not that stupid though. (laughs) Are they? Are you sure they're they're not this stupid Mm -hmm. to to take the uh
1: here's here's what I would say, right? To this. Uh, first of all, the cash is irrelevant because Burns is making more than Flexin, so the Brewers still save money by making this deal, but that's not their primary motivator. Uh, The other thing I would say is, what did Luis Castillo go for last year, and who's better, Luis Castillo or Corbin Burns? Corbin Burns is better than Luis Castillo, so they're each going to be traded. If, they, if Burns w- were to be traded this summer, they would each be traded with a year and a half of club control left.
0: Actually, I think Burns is a free agent, right? After this year, I don't think so. I'm
1: pretty really sure he's like got that. another. Year. I thought he was Arp too. But let's say Let's say it is a year. Ty is confirming right now. Yeah. If it is one year, then take away either your Arroyo or your Noelvi in your no, trade. It's, package. it's two more years. Yeah, it's two more years. Yeah. So, so Luis Castillo cost you right? He cost you Edwin Arroyo and Noelvi Marte. And Levi Uh, Stout. And Levi Stout, right, who reliever, but whatever, still a pretty good prospect. Yeah. Burns is better. So Burns, in theory, is going to cost you probably Miller, Ford, Wu.
0: I don't think the Mariners have anything that the Brewers would take for Corbin Burns, to be quite frank with you.
1: I, I, if if they fall out of contention, I think they, I think Burns Maybe. would be shopped. And if the Mariners really wanted to, you know, unload their barrel, then it would be Miller, Ford, and probably Wu to get in the conversation. So take that package and now take what you're offering. It's, it's night and day. So, yeah. 20, 25.
0: 20. Yeah. I just, this is a non starter for me. This is a non starter for the Milwaukee Brewers. It just mm-hmm. it just wouldn't happen. Um, I'm gonna go 25 on this as well. Sorry, right? I just and the yeah.
1: Brewers and the Brewers would not take this package, even if Burns is like, "I'm not pitching for you." A, they'd get a better package, but B, yeah. they're not going to, you know, knowingly insult their ace, know that they just pushed him out of their plans past 2024, and then trade him for less than you know 50 cents on the dollar. To get rid of him. That would be a disaster that they can never recover from from their fans. So Yeah. No. Yeah. Just it's no. It's, no. Yeah, it's way just... too optimistic. You you have to be real. Value cost value. And when you're talking about Cy Young, yeah. Value versus Luis Castillo, who's I mean, don't don't get me wrong, Luis is great, but he is not in the same tier as Corbin. I
0: mean Burns. someone could make the argument that Corbin Burns is the best pitcher in baseball right now. You could I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't I would I wouldn't say that I would say that he's more top 5 but yeah. you know and, and closer to 5 than 1 uh mm-hmm. but there there are some out there that that could legitimately make the argument that he's the best pitcher in baseball right now and so you can right. with, with Luis Castillo uh right. so this, if you're trying to just compare those two situations it's almost night and day like Corbin Burns is you know and this is not a knock against Luis Castillo I'm not saying anything like Luis is great fantastic he's the ace of your staff all that but Corbin Burns is substantially better than Luis Castillo right now. Yeah. Like I said,
1: it, it's Ford, it's Miller, and it's like woo. And I, yeah. that probably gets you in the conversation. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, what else can you add? Do you want to throw in Jared Kelnick? Like, do you yeah. want to throw in Perlander Barroa? Do you want to throw in, you know, yeah. pick a guy like Cole Young? Like, it might yeah. take that much to get that guy. So yeah. it's just your valuation is way too low. And for those reasons, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Shark Tank, yes. There. <laughs>
0: all right that's going to do a our show thank you so much for joining us here on the locked mariners podcast for colby patnode i'm Titan gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez the c-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's cpat11 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen now make your l- a second listen locked on mlb prospects host lindsey crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the mlb stars of tomorrow it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend and we'll see you on monday peace